0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians.
1: This is Guardians of Lore.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 71, recorded May 23rd, 2020. Uh, This episode's topic is Constellations Part 1. I'm your host, I am Elamist.
1: This is Orchid.
0: And we've got two special guests here. Are we, are, are, are we here.
2: doing a roll call? Like we're doing a roll call?
0: Why don't you introduce I yourselves? Feel,
2: I feel like we're doing a roll call like Mickey Mouse Club style a little <laughs> bit here. I'm not gonna lie. M O U S E. This is Green <laughs> and, and Blue. <laughs>
1: They're over here from Focus Fire Chat. Focus, Fire
0: Chat all the way. <laughs> 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 wow. Uh. And we're done.
1: This is gonna Close be shot. We're good. S- right. Yes. That's it. Right. Yep. Bump bump bump. Bye. Done.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Green has Green has one of those. Do I still have that audio clip? Oh, I have to see if I still have Do that audio have
2: clip. Do you have that audio clip? I don't even know
3: what audio clip we're talking about. It's the power Power. And clipping
0: Thank that. God. Awesome. Uh,
1: Jesus <laughs> crimenently.
0: So for podcast news, uh, we encourage feedback that can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at orchid, at mrs underscore hyven, and at I underscore am underscore elemist. Because some asshole has at elemist and got banned.
1: Um... Are we going to talk about this again? This is the third week in a row we discuss this.
3: <laughs> this is a tender subject. let it. It's
1: really fucking you know, salty. You could, just, <laughs>
2: just, you could just pick a name that is so random that it's nobody would ever come up with it. Like, it. I have never, I have never had to come up with like a new name because Green Eyed Music Lover. Yeah, the way because I who I spell would want to be a Grenade never. Musket Lover? What? Let's talk about this. Sorry, let's talk about this, Gethalian. I love you, man, but you suck at reading names. Just saying.
0: What? (laughs) Oh man.
3: Um, that's like the guy. So there's a guy who back in back when Twitter first started, and this is an actual like really funny story. There is a guy who has the, I think it's Advil, that he has the at Advil Twitter handle, and Advil itself, like, they can't, like, by their own, like, by the own uh, definition of terms and services, Twitter can't get it off of him. Because he's active, he's following all the things, and Advil has offered. I mean, like it's a ridiculous amount of money. But he, but then on top of that, apparently he went out and he got the Instagram, the Facebook, like all the usernames oh, for no. Advil, and he's like, and he's like, I I saw it on Twitter the other day. He had posted something about like, hey, if you're interested, I think the current bid's like ten million dollars or some ridiculous amount of dollars. Wow. He's just like, Jesus. and at this point, I'm just doing it for.
2: I was like, Kicks, yeah. <laughs> oh man, this guy's oh a God.
1: genius. I want to be him. It, it's
2: well, I mean, it's like the politics, the political pages, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you buy somebody's political page name ahead of time, they will often either pay you for it or they have to come with up with something totally weird. Yeah, that but you, would have, not to, be you intuitive. have to be
3: careful though, because with digital, I think it's digital squatting laws, because that I think it was like. Three or four years ago, they came out with you can't, you can't do that in mass anymore because that's that's what they used to do. A lot of people would go out and buy yeah. uh, uh, web domains, and they'd just like buy swaths of web domains because it's like what three three or five bucks a pop or something yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as something came up, they'd be like, "Hey, I'll sell it to you for fifty bucks." And they I mean they make hand over fist, but then uh, yeah, they. There was a... I think... I want to say it's Digital Squatting Laws. I'd have to look it up. But there is actually... There is actually... Like, there's something like you have to have... If you purchase it, you have to use it, basically. So, as long as you're using it... The more you know. Yeah. As long as you're using it, you're good. But if you're not using it and you've just, like, purchased it, it you can technically have it taken away from you. Which is why this guy with the Advil thing, it's just hilarious watching because he actually is, like... And he's, like, a professional photographer. Like, he has his own business. And it's just, it's I mean, he's completely, he's like, I grabbed it when Twitter was, like, a week old. Like, no one was on Twitter at the time. And it was just, like, back when it was, you know, just getting started. And now, it's just, <laughs> they're so Man. adamant that they're, they like, no, we need it. It's like, well, no, I'm using it. <laughs> to have that kind of foresight. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I'm like, please don't ever sell it, because this is hilarious. <laughs> like, <I> just... <laughs>
0: uh um okay back to the actual show notes
1: (laughs) um where were we oh yeah instagram i think is where you You can
0: email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com you can find us. whoever
1: emails us you can except arf
0: yeah so you can email us (laughs) uh you could find us on instagram at guardians so uh, you can leave huh? us a review. And whenever you do leave us a review, let us know. Because uh, we like...
2: So they can check the accounts kind of thing? Or? So we, we just, can
1: read them? We, we just like
2: reading
0: them. We
1: like, them. Ah. We like um, to get abuse in multiple places.
0: Absolutely. I like getting whipped. What?
1: Okay. <laughs> I already knew that, though.
0: Uh, or you can join our Discord. Where you just get all of this. A lot,
1: all the time, all the time. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Uh, you can find our info at thelorenetwork.com, alongside many impressive lore content creators like, like these, these two. two
1: people. Yep, <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's the guy, the people who made it. The hesitation—the best part of that I don't really like <laughs> <laughs> these two. <laughs> Two people
1: who made the thing, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh.
1: That's a stock thing. We say that every single week. It's just really awkward saying it at you. While we're here. Yep. Right. You're like, yes. Right. Praise us.
2: It's like, bow down, servants. Lick my feet. You shall know the pain.
1: Oh, no wait, what? Uh. I hope so. We'll have to talk later.
0: And I... Excuse me while I go clean up again. Um, so... God damn it. <laughs> uh, we want to jump straight into the Twoggle? Uh, yeah, The
1: oh. Twoggle? Uh, yeah, it's This Week at Guardians of Lore. Twoggle.
2: Ah. I've always wondered what you guys were talking about with that. I don't think <laughs> I've ever heard the uh, This Week at Guardians <laughs> at Lore part. Yeah, I just like okay (laughs) they just named it something funky that no one's ever said before
1: okay i I think we said it like once we said it once when we decided what it was and then we never said it again
2: never explained it (laughs) to the listeners ever again ever again yeah we
1: just figured that they listened in order and people were not skipping around oh Oh, poor listeners (laughs) <laughs> you hear that, listeners? We have expectations of you.
3: <laughs> so many inside jokes Go could back be to the beginning. If you Stop. Oh, just good. listen from Don't the beginning.
1: Start at episode 50, because that's where it gets good. I guess that's where I start. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know,
2: I actually was around episode 50 as well. Mm-hmm. See? Episode 50
1: is a good number. Mm-hmm.
0: First couple were really dry, because we were trying to figure this- things out.
1: Because you two are boring when you talk to each other.
0: Yeah.
1: Mrs. Hyphen brings color commentary and sh- screaming at the ducks.
0: And especially when she's at like twenty percent.
1: Do you have
2: to boot her up or something? Like, <laughs> are we shutting her means. down, <laughs> plugging her in for the evening? What does
1: that it's, mean?
0: <laughs> it's it's more of like you can tell when she's starting to to get tired oh
1: with, yeah uh-huh. she's funny
0: because she goes from like 100 percent down to 20 instantly
1: she'll lay back in her chair and pull her mic to her face <laughs> and then just kind of like recline and say a one word every so often <laughs> it's really funny
2: yeah i gotcha
1: yeah
2: <gasps> twoggle
0: anyway she's
2: like a little she's like a toddler then like they go 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 and then they crash
1: yeah
0: yes
2: i gotcha love mm-hmm.
0: you mrs hyven but yes mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. she's my favorite toddler he was buying she a is house. a cute toddler she is she's very cute okay let me tell you about this cat i found <laughs> oh yeah what's this cat <gasps> this cat his name is mr snickers which is also coincidentally the name of my cat when I got him from like the pet shop. His name was also Mr. Snickers. So I'm wondering who the fuck are naming these cats. But it was People just. People who like are kind of sh- hungry? But that's a or really angry. specific name though. Mr. Snickers.
0: So why a wait? a
1: stupid name. Snickersnack. I get Buy it. Bite the Snickers. I, don't bite the cat. Good job, great. <laughs> Why would you Good do job. that? Thank
2: you. Blue caught my reference.
1: <laughs> uh, Little did you
3: know that cats come in vorpal form. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a vorpal cat? It just yes. like comes at your face and takes you out of your super.
3: Yes, that's oh pretty God. much every cat.
2: No.
1: I want a right. rocket launcher that fires cats. That only has like Vorpal weapon and like meowsers <laughs> as the other power, and it just comes and everyone there just runs be away.
2: A colony variant where instead of spiders, it's cats chasing you. Oh, god. oh my god! Like, In, instead instead cats, of it just that, jumps on <laughs> you and clings <laughs> to your face.
1: You just get half damage <laughs> because they're all scratching you, but you're you know, immobilized <laughs> for five seconds. With cats all oh, over you. God.
0: Well no, so like instead of the actual explosion, it's just like DOT damage because they're scratching you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Mm. Yeah. And then if you run closer to other people, it continually str- scratches at them too uh-huh. because you your area of effect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. This is a terrifying weapon.
0: We have oh, solved I would love that. team shooting people.
1: Guys, we've solved <laughs> PVP. Can you imagine this in trials? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Are you hiding behind that wall, Titan? Not for long.
1: There's just like a call of all these meows coming at you, and you're like, shit, run, they have the cat gun. It's,
2: and it's called Call of the Wild, maybe? I don't know.
3: No, because then it would be dogs. The perk, The yeah. perk is
2: Call of the Wild? I don't know.
3: Yeah, I guess Aww. that's Jack London. Yeah. I
1: all know. I
0: know is I'm going to hear that in Crucible, and I'm going to go, pussy,
1: pussy! <laughs> pussy the pussy call outs. <laughs> Guys, we've got pussy by. The death by J-Pog. Snooze! Pussy by me! Pussy by B. Jeff by
0: <laughs> That Titan's got a pussy over there. <laughs> Watch out! Death by Snooze! <laughs>
3: oh, I love you, Blue. Uh, How did they die? Crushed pelvises. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God! Well, that was bad. That is the
2: dirtiest thing I've ever heard you say, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I love it. Well, what? Death un- by Snoo uh-huh. snoo? No. shattered pelvises. Yeah, that's
3: death by snooze snoo. They die of sh- shattered pelvises. The mind is willing, <laughs> but the flesh. <laughs> the, the, the flesh.
0: flesh.
1: <laughs> 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 that entire <laughs>
3: episode is amazing. It's, oh my God, it is
1: are you confused too? I am. I think Futurama. it's Star Trek, but I'm Futurama. not. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's why. Okay. Yep. Yeah, alright. Um, Star Wars is the next thing on here. If you guys want to continue your Star Wars <laughs> conversation?
2: <laughs> it's mostly on there as a reminder to the pre-show <laughs> funness that we had with the Murder Children lightsabers. Oh, the-
0: geez. <laughs> Are we talking murdered children or murdered children?
2: Yes, because those both
3: exist in Star Wars. Actually, yes, yes, yes <laughs> they do.
2: Little A, little B. Yeah, okay, that's, that's fine. Oh my god,
3: that's fair. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 You guys, you guys done now? Okay. How's the spooter thing going? It won't heal, but it's healed on the outside. It's not black anymore. Yay. It's just well, that's inside good. is still just, you know, raw meat.
2: You know, I was I had told you about this a little bit in chat, but I had a classmate in high school who got bit by a recluse and his ankle swelled from just like a normal sized ankle to a grapefruit. Oh my god. And had the black mark and everything cuz then mm-hmm. it did um go necrotic on him. Oh. It was Real scary for a while. My arm got really big when I was little.
3: We had a lady who got bit in the throat by a brown recluse. (gasps) It was like, it was, it was, yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, well, thank God we're right down the street from a hospital because otherwise she would have died.
1: Yeah. Actually, when I saw the doctor, he said, the thing that saved you is that you're thick. I mean, if I had been like my mom's size, she weighs like barely 100 pounds. He's like, you would not have made it. But. Because you were, like, two of your mom, you're fine. <laughs> like, so, okay.
0: So what I'm hearing is, get down with the thickness.
2: Apparently. What I'm hearing is, is Orchid is evolutionary advanced. <laughs> I am. She is the next step, people.
1: My boobs are evolutionary advanced. They're <laughs> I was wondering when that was going.
0: That weaponry. <laughs> those could kill men.
2: They could. Fembot's got nothing on her. Nope. Nope. These are
1: nuclear weapons in my chest.
0: Like, you can knock people out with those.
1: I've almost suffocated myself with them once, so... (laughs) You
2: can't see my face, but I have this, like, slack-jawed howl (laughs) look going on. (laughs) Like... I've seen my wife is very well endowed. I've seen large boobs. I've never seen anyone get close to suffocating themselves with their own.
1: You'd be surprised. It's if you try to like. I was trying to do those yoga handstands after like for a while because I was like, this is (laughs) fine. And then they would like hit me like on the throat. Okay. And I'd be like, this is not good. And then they'd hurt a lot, and I'd stop because I realized I can't do upside down things. You know, sports bras
2: still hold them in place in that situation normally. He
1: would think that. He would be incorrect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I like how both the boys are like, I can't, I can't, no, I There's there's no,
3: There's no comment that I can make that I will not get in trouble for making, so I'm, it's fine. Continue.
1: Oh, is there? O- only comment you know.
0: I can make is that I almost did suffocate from them, so I mean.
1: It's accurate. <laughs> that did happen. At least once. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what did everyone think of the lie quest? I'm just going to move past this. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: think it's a good idea. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about actual... Actually, we're going to do... Are you still playing Destiny? Because it's the very yes. end of the season. So a lot of people aren't like really grinding it very hard. They're only like soft-coring it. So I
2: mean... Yeah. Soft core is the best core. Is
1: it I over? Guess, the, are you doing Destiny? Destiny over the pants or are you actually like doing Destiny? <laughs>
2: I'm doing Destiny bounty style. So I'm getting over the pants of all the
1: different vendors. Okay. A little bit. That's good. So you're really just getting in there. A little bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm doing a little bit of the preseason prep. Oh, yeah. Trying to get all the bounties loaded for XP grind next season. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, I'm not really trying to fill out all of the bounties or like edge as much as you could yeah but i just i don't know giving me something to do that isn't grind seraph towers cuz oh, i'm God. never doing another seraph tower ever again
1: right i wasn't able to do a single seraph tower during the event because there was never enough people to finish it so i contributed mm-hmm. 0 seraph towers and it was very frustrating i
2: managed to contribute 3 but that is That's more it. than I was
1: able
0: to do. So, mm-hmm. I think my yeah. team ended up contributing like well like we ran it for three hours and we had nine people there.
2: Mm-hmm. So. I just couldn't like even with being there for three to five hours at a time because we sat there and just did the event over and over and over again just hoping enough people would queue in because i found that if you queued into an empty zone, if you started up the seraph towers, people would be more likely to stay in your zone even if there weren't enough people there. But still, it was not a fun time.
0: Oh, and see my clan actually set up like a three fire team instance. And then we just nice. we just started pulling people in, so we had 9 people for for the moon.
1: Wow, that's and we just really did that nice. for three hours okay I'm um, actually really impressed what about- because we were not able to do that
0: it, it took a little bit of convincing blueberries
2: yeah because you have to have their parties be open and stuff like that to pull them into the same instance yeah.
3: but although funny enough
0: I don't know uh, one of our friends close harmony and i had both mm-hmm. match made into the same instance nice so we essentially had six slots there and then we just had to convince one blueberry to pass fire team lead off to somebody if if they were leaving
2: i like it what do you guys think about the uh, actual bunker mission after they unbugged it once you got into the bunker and the scene with Resputin telling you about Velwinter,
0: Oh, that was so good.
1: I did that one this morning. I hadn't been able, I didn't have time to do it like all week. So this was the first chance I got and it was amazing. It was so good. It was so like, good. I'm so glad that I got to do it by myself and like actually take the time to like walk around, like look at mm-hmm. the figures and like the story was very poetic and well done and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Blue, what did you think? Mm-hmm.
3: Loved it. I love that they are bringing um, Rasputin mm. together and like presenting him with actual emotion, uh, <clears throat> which is both terrifying and amazing at the same time because it it because starts. Because he's a machine. You start. Well, you start questioning exactly, right, it's at what degree does emotion develop from, you know, a sentient creature or a sentient entity and is that even possible? And, like, there's a lot of questions from an AI standpoint that are really interesting to explore that we now have the option or that we have the opportunity to explore with Rasputin and, like, the, the you get to get to see the the making real a lot of the connections with, you know, the Ares 1 team and Rasputin's true connection, like, true inception as, I mean, he was a safety AI that they tacked on sentience to. And yeah. that whole thing, like, <clears throat> the ending of that quest was really, really cool to see um, the development of. And I, I just... I like that they're finally kind of embracing that part, and and drawing to a or drawing the lines together more obviously for people, because it's one of those things that like having read all that and kind of using the context clues provided, it wasn't a huge surprise. But now it's it's like the whole you know, it's it's no longer implied; it's actually stated somewhere oh yeah in
2: in game itself which is huge right yeah yeah i will say i have one bone to pick with it and this is just the most like i don't know kind of things Mm -hmm. but i found it a little odd is when you get the initial verbiage from rasputin and then anna chimes in and starts translating quote-unquote There are moments where I feel Rasputin doesn't say nearly as much as Anna does, and I want to know if there's an actual Russian translation. Of what he's saying and if that actually lines up with what she's saying because right. at this point it felt a little weird at points just because you had this like well you find out that he goes down to the lake the other day and he found a purple butterfly and that butterfly was I mean you just get this huge amount of dialogue from Anna and just a tiny bit from Rasputin I
3: guess, and that was the like, only
2: thing that was a little meh
3: I mean I guess I, I I understand that but I guess like having grown up watching so many subs of different movies from different languages, that's not something that's entirely unfamiliar with me because, like, I mean, sure, you know, like right. the it. They even make fun of it in like the old Godzilla movies. You know, like yeah. you're you're mm-hmm. the you see the mouth moving like fifty billion times right. as much as what's being actually said on screen. Um, oh, sure, and and so there's like there's a bit to which is which is lost in translation. I do agree that I would really like to see an actual translation the of the Russian um, I I feel like that I feel like that anytime Rasputin or any of the characters speak in a different language though so it's not to me that's not a necessarily a bone I'm just curious what actually the literal translation is because the other thing is and I've said this before I think Anna has a very biased view of Rasputin um, and I can't help but think that you know if you if you're a translator and you have a bias you're going to you're going to have that bias show up in the translation anyone who knows anything about english is that it is a very difficult language to pinpoint terms in it's it's very hard it's very easy to translate into english but the problem is is that one word in another language can mean like 15 different things in english cuz english has a very sure. versatile word structure yeah and Mm -hmm. so like the whole scene like the whole ending of the the story the recounting of the tyrant Mm -hmm. and his son and and the the um the sorrow that he felt you know all that it could be that anna is seeing that as sorrow but you know depending on the actual context of the actual russian it could mean something completely different and I, I'm mm. curious about that's that's my curiosity. Like, I wasn't, I, I wasn't entirely surprised that, like, it didn't stick out to me in that way. I guess
2: it was. I've done a dual language <clears throat> show, a musical. We did the Aladdin dual language, and granted, Spanish is a little bit more syntax wise, mm. the same length as English, right? But
3: mm-hmm.
2: there is there's generally a diff- yeah, the cadence. There's the cadence is different, but there's also a genuine general um one language will be less sounding than the other. Mm. It just seems so stark to me. And it just caught my attention just initially when right. we got into the mission. So that's it's not really a huge bone, but it's just yeah, one of those things I wanna know what's actually being said.
3: And the and yeah, and like the other thing that the other reason I, I don't I didn't have a huge thing is because of the Cyrillic bass, whereas English is not Cyrillic and so like it's like translating from an Eastern language to a Western language, you know, or even translating from Latin or Greek into English. You you can get much more, you can get either a much more flowery depiction or a much more stark depiction, depending on who's doing the translation. Like, you can sure. go in, a good a good way to do this is go look at all the different translations of, you know, Homer's The Odyssey. Um, or, hell, even go look at the different translations of the Bible. You know, that's another one that most people are probably aware of. There are multiple translations. And it's because whoever was translating it, you know, whether they had an agenda, whether they had a different understanding yeah. of the syntax, of the context, you know, different, different people will translate things differently. The Odyssey is such a big one because if you don't have an accredited translator because it's an ancient Greek text there are words that are literally forgotten and so you have to rely on context and it can really screw up the story if you miss mislabel the context um but if you hold like if you hold translations of one to the other side by side they're going to become there there are some that are completely different stories and it's really actually fascinating to see the differences um so, to me, that would be really cool if you could if we could hunt down like a literal translation of what's actually being said just because I would just be curious what is actually being said.
1: I think um I grew up around Russians and i I'm not gonna claim I know the language at all because my Russian is garbage um, but like Russian is a very um it's a, very, it's a very context-heavy language, and um, your sentences can be very short because in, in Russian grammar, there's something called a theme and a ream. Um, and the theme is the thing that you already know and you're taking for granted. So sentences can be a lot shorter in Russian because you are assuming the speaker already knows all these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just saying the thing that they might not know. Like if you say last year my friend built a house but the only thing you're saying is that it's near a lake, like that's the new information that you're imparting because you already know that he built a house. So it's stuff like that. So okay. it could be it could be that they're using that kind of stylistic idea to, that to would make shorten sense, all actually, the sentences. Too. Um, because, because in Russian yeah. language, like the actually speaking it, that's how it's spoken. Like the sentences are very short. They don't have long flowery language, so that could be something. That's, I don't know if that's like... That would make sense. Actually, Cause, I don't know. Yeah, because
3: yeah. if you compare that to, like, the Germanic languages, Germans just yeah. smash words together. Like, yeah. they are so descriptive, but they are, I mean, like...
2: Schadenfreude. Oh my god. <laughs> oh,
3: it's the, it, it's just ridiculous. Go look up the German word for, like, tanks. It's just absolutely terrifying that they would spend that much time putting that many words together. <laughs> But they, but they, but it's also there is no like they're very precise. Like there's no room for misinterpretation, Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. you know you have much longer words, but they're also literally what they're talking about. There's no, um, I think you said theme, like there's no underlying uh, assumed understanding there.
1: Yeah. So the the thing about um, like. Russian sentences can be in really any order. Um, It's usually, um, what is it? It's usually subject, verb, object. So like the cat caught the mouse or the cat ate the cheese or something. Um, Mm -hmm. But depending on what order you put it in, the ream will change. So it could be, it could emphasize that if we went back to like the house example, so your friend built a house near a lake last year so it could be near a lake is new information or it was last year not this year or it was you know near a lake and not near like let's say a road or that it's your friend and not like some your i don't know your fucking arch enemy it, it, it ran away from me but like <laughs> so it really depends of like what's dropped and what isn't and it's, it's an gotcha. interesting language. It's very difficult. It's hard to sing. I can tell you that. Beautiful, though. I just know how to swear in it. That's really all <laughs> I retain.
3: <laughs> so, so you also, know the important, important bit. bit. No surprise. It's more,
1: like, <laughs> it's more like swearing and threatening are the only two things I know how to do. In so
0: you know the important bits. Got it.
1: I know <laughs> how to play Counter-Strike um, <laughs> and hold my That's own. That's awesome.
2: That is awesome.
0: And that somehow fits.
1: Does it, though?
0: It does. Moving on. I don't... Okay. Moving on!
1: I don't know. The only... The other thing I was going to say about that, that she does have, like, her weird, like, synesthesia way of speaking to Rasputin. So a lot of it could be given to her in that different way. And so he's only saying a little bit for context. And then she's getting the rest of it. So... You know her poetic way of saying it is what she's seeing in her mind and we just don't have that context so that's, that's fair like, that could be something else too. yeah like
0: it, it could be given to her in a visual format and that's how she's interpreting it
1: do you think if they're connected all the time like she sees whenever he jacks off in his mind <sighs>
2: do you think a AI would need to do that? Yeah.
1: Is that basically
2: defragmentation? Yeah. That's what happens to your computer when yeah. you're
1: defragging? Yeah. Exactly.
2: I <laughs> like the sigh of just like, god damn it.
1: I mean, as computer guys, that's what's happening, right? No?
0: It's,
2: it's relaxing and realigning everything, <laughs> yeah. right? All, exactly. all I
0: know is I, at least use I, an antivirus. Uh, no make sure your firewall is is just right no (laughs) nope
1: why would you do that no (laughs) no i don't know rasputin seems like a freak so
2: i mean the guy he's got a lot more in his closet than a lot of people think at this point like what other
1: shit is he hiding like like
2: had a son like at this point at least
0: one body in his closet.
2: Uh, I think there a are whole planet's worth of bodies. Way more bodies in Titan? his closet than Excuse one. Excuse
1: me? Kraken mare. The, the, we, That's we fair. This one. There's a lot of bodies there. That's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: He's got do a think, lot of bodies oh, in his oh, closet. Oh,
1: oh. Do you think he's like callous and like inhabits his like his like Kraken like Mare robots and like makes them bang and watches? Because I know callous does that with his robots. <laughs>
0: those sweet meats because
1: he puts them in he puts them in situations and watches that was in the lore i remember that part (laughs) i try to black
2: out during any time callus is let's (laughs) let's rely
3: on let's rely on green's recollection of this event
2: i hated that book so much not because like it's just so disturbing (laughs) It's I not bad it. writing. It's not bad lore. It's just so fucking disturbing. It
0: it was I can't. it was literally Callus has it is literally Callus writing Deadpool kills the Marvel universe except we are Deadpool and it's the Destiny universe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have my own personal thoughts of the um slight resemblance of the primary care character- to character to a real life character which also happens to be a caricature that would definitely piss people off so let's move on from this
0: conversation yeah first. okay so brief intro to the topic every entry is from a speaker but not necessarily our speaker um, and this lore book was obtained By completing Runs in the Sundial, and because that was last season, you know, season of Dawn, it is no longer around, so you can't get the lore book. Which is why Ishtar Collective is so important.
2: Question. Yes. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel about that? The fact that last season it was that lore book with constellations. This season it's uh, the liar that is going to basically be locked out here pretty soon. How do you guys feel about that as a new model? Is the liar going to be locked out? I
1: didn't think yep. it was. I thought it was only getting, like, you could only you, get it if you killed things with it. Right. If you
2: don't get the you shotgun, you can't
1: get the lore. Oh, And the shotgun
2: quest is only available this season.
0: Oh, well, um, even more than that! Like you, mean. you have to go into the bunker for that last mission.
2: So the bunkers are so
0: even if you have the quest and you just got to that last port, you know, part. If you yeah. don't do it before the season ends, you're screwed.
2: It's incentive play for lore people, at least. Uh,
1: um, I yeah, I I don't know. I mean. I'm not a per. I I don't have Chronicler because I'm missing that one fucking piece of lore that drops randomly in Gambit. Mm. That ninth piece of lore from like the Drifter's book, and I haven't Mm -hmm. gotten it still, and it's been over a year. At least I've given up. With
2: yours, it's RNG's fault. I don't have Chronicler because I've never finished the Maricena.
1: Oh yeah! Oh really? That one was really hard to finish. Mm-hmm.
2: I just hate going and doing a lot of these things over again. And I'm, I like Shattered Throne, and I think that's where most of my mm-hmm. stuff is missing. But mm-hmm. I just don't want to. I just
3: yeah, mine, it's so low
2: on my priority so list I have, at this point with how much we have to do in game. Right, that yeah, I don't know if I'll ever. Chronicler get it. was
3: mm-hmm. the only title that I went back and made sure that I got. That's the only title I cared about. Same as my lore scholar emblem. Uh, it's the only thing that I. Well, you'll have to pry off me with a wrench because that Lore Scholar emblem is, like, seriously... Every every time they're like, this is a new emblem, don't care. Like, I'll get it or whatever if I accidentally get it, cool, but it, that Lore Scholar emblem's never coming off my character. Um, But, like, I didn't get the pin for Chronicler because of the time gate of Truth to Power. I would have gotten mm-hmm. it, but I was i was stuck there was a fiasco at work
2: you were a couple of weeks behind yep
3: i was one i was one rotation behind so i missed it because the rotation was dependent on the three week cycle i actually had all the requirements done two months before the end of the season um but because of the time gate of truth to power i missed the pin but i got the title as soon as like as soon as it came out which was that was that was for me a bit for i it's one of those things i understand why but like that was a bit arbitrary for me i was like really 3 weeks is a bit of a that's a bit of a delay and it's going to be kind okay. of like uh what's the is it uh conquer that one's going to be the same mm-hmm. if you're off by like one or two you're not getting it
1: for um is that for the Grandmaster challenges? Yep, that's the yes, Grandmaster challenges. They're miss, all available now, though.
3: Right, but if but I but you have to I be ten twenty
0: five in order to start them up. Like yeah, I just got all, to ten twenty five.
1: Weeks
2: now, you got two weeks. Two weeks is not a lot of time.
1: Two I thought I thought it was the
3: ones. Are they all okay? So they're all available now because I was under the just impression right that they were on I rotation. Have.
1: Uh, they were at the beginning, but they are all available now ah, because okay. it's the end of the season like all of the nightmare hunts are available
3: well and that's and that was kind of at the, the frustrating of the thing with the truth the power piece was I wish they had done something like that for that season and maybe that's why they why they did it with the conqueror title because to me that makes it that makes it more palpable to put it as a time sensitive thing it's because if you if you have it where you can you have like a two even a two week or even a week. Like, okay, here's the week that you can cram, you know, and get it done if you miss something. To me that kinda eliminates the frustration I would have towards that personally.
2: Gotcha, gotcha.
3: So getting back to the original question.
0: Um honestly I I don't like the fact that some lore is locked out. I mean, yeah, we can go to Ishtar and and read it, but I know plenty of people who don't want to sit down and actually read on the website.
2: Well, here's my personal grief with it. If you were a New Light member who was not here for some of that lore, the original stuff, you will never experience the the chance, unless you go to Ishtar, unless you're watching bite videos or listening to these podcasts, you're never going to get a chance to hear some of those stories. Yeah, or read them for yourself.
3: Yeah, I guess to me the the difference is I've I've always had to go to outside sources for lore. So to me, it's like okay, Timegate. It sure I've probably already read it by the time it's. I, I don't right,
2: but those those outside sources were on on the Destiny website. They were on the Companion app, right? Like when we no no no.
3: I mean, like Star I mean, came. I mean in general, like uh, Elder Scrolls. I've never relied on in-game access to explain the lore. There's always been a third-party site for any of that stuff. Uh, Elder Scrolls, Fallout d and D. I I mean, D&D is in and of itself a collection of third-party stuff. Like, I've never... I actually don't read lore in-game. I think it's really annoying to read it in-game. Because I can't stand the UI for it. Oh, I, I, I prefer the... Either. I hate it. I prefer yeah. the UI. I prefer my computer or my phone to read things on. Yeah. I mean, I and I get it, but I guess my response back to the 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 uh the thing of like well they're not going to go outside <sighs> my problem is is like are you, so if they don't get it in game but they're going to sit down and read it in game I just don't buy it like I I don't think that's true because if you're not going to go to a website that makes it extremely easy and presentable why would you go I don't know to me that seems backwards I would think that people would be more willing to go to a website that's easier to archive and connect pieces together and explain things than buried within a UI that doesn't connect things and is very difficult to know what comes next.
2: I guess my counter counterpoint to yours would be the fact that you wouldn't even know what to look for if Correct. you had no access right. to it in-game. Because even on Ishtar unless you are reading each release or searching specifically for a book you're not going to find it
3: well but i mean if you search for because fallen so or if you search for saint 14 much. you they there's do so they've gotten better much. they've gotten better at, at linking like cuz they've got it now where if you're on the left like i mean i can understand that in earlier versions of ishtar but now on the left hand the shortcut menus they'll actually list out the types of connections Yeah, and like, it will show you books. Like it will show you like yep. different stuff and it will even show you the releases that it was, it was lo- it was logged in. So like Ishtar has done amazing work with, with making those things. And that's with like generic searches. I mean, if you search for St. 14, they have actual pages where, you know, purple. And I think jazzy, I think it was jazzy. Uh, have put together brief summaries of different like big, uh, very big name concepts. Um, So like, you know, Osiris has his own summary page, and on that page, it has all the books, transcripts, all that stuff listed out. To me, it's just Ishtar has grown beyond just being a repository that you have to know what you're going to look for. It has become to me, it is the go-to spot for everything so I don't care about it being time gated because like I said if it's time gated or not there was so much stuff in D1 that I never got access to in the grimoire but I was aware of because of Ishtar like it's just that's and in the, in the my problem with that was if you didn't unlock it in game on Bungie's website it wasn't available you couldn't read it until you actually unlocked it in game whereas Ishtar made yeah. it completely available regardless so like the lighthouse card, I would have never read that if I had to rely on Bungie. But because Ishtar opened that uh, opened that API up for everybody to have an equal opportunity at reading it, we were able to get that information and and assimilate that into our understanding of the overall game world, which I, I think is right, but very I'm valuable.
2: Not, I'm not I'm not arguing the validity of Ishtar. I'm just merely saying that the reason why lore is time-gated or that those pieces are behind a certain activity is in order to help promote oh, yes. people to go yeah. into those activities. So, I'm actually kind by, of
1: okay with it, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I know enough people who are too lazy to actually go to the website, they'll just read it using the, the crappy UI.
2: I mean, it's, or it's, they'll wait for somebody to tell them. There are different types of people out there.
1: Yep. Anyway. You make a really good point, Green. I didn't really think about, like... I don't know. If you have it behind no, an yeah. actual activity and you can't do it because they want you to play the game, uh, but you want to get the lore. I never really thought about it that way before. It's a really good point.
2: Should we dive into constellations?
0: Yes, we should. And I believe Orchid is the first.
1: Damn it. She could be the first. I am the first. Fuck. Alright. This is called Dreaming. You are the first to dream. In the dream, you are shaping coarse sand with your hands. You lift a handful and it feels like the shifting of mountains. You drag your fingertip, tip through the dirt to make a twisting line and hear the roar of moving water. You breathe and feel the rush of clean, bright wind in your hair. Suddenly, you are far, far, far up in the air, higher than you've ever been. You've gone to the very top of Freehold's tallest skyscrapers. But this is much higher, and you see the world below with much greater fidelity. It is a beautiful green world, much greener than any place you've ever seen before. It looks like home. I am the first to dream. The dreams can happen at any time. A veil drops in front of my eyes and I see strange moving images. I am someone else, or I am myself, reimagined. I can't say. In the dreams, I shape planets with my own hands. At first, I believe I am mad. The clinicians at Braywell call it interplanetary relocation maladjustment psychosis, a psychobabble catch-all for mental disturbances that they can't explain. Other people searching for certainty call it prophecy, but all I can offer is a loose tangled connection that I painstakingly unravel when I dream. I am drawn to a bright and attentive star. I speak to it through movement, through feeling, and understands implicitly. Now I stand before a crowd. Their murmuring is bone-deep rumble of shifting tectonic plates. A screen behind me plays looping blurry footage of the traveler terraforming Venus. The images radiate with pale light. We've watched this footage many times. I glide through space as if through water, tugged in nine directions by nine impulses. In front of the crowd, I sway a little, a copse of trees bending in a dream wind. I can't help it. I'm dreaming more often than not. There is whispering from the deep dark, alluring and terrifying, a reminder of those things left behind, bittersweet and abhorrent. A crackle of static on the screen behind me brings me back to earth, resettling my feet firmly on the ground. These people have come here for my insights. I lean forward and speak to the crowd. Four tenants aching with truth. The traveler is a force of benevolence. The traveler is a sentient being with free will, dreams, hopes, and fears. The traveler will save us, and the traveler will leave us.
2: So, Blue, what do you think? You have first comment.
3: That's dangerous.
1: Mm hmm. Is it, though? <laughs> <laughs>
3: um. I think that, you know, when I first when I first read this, the the fact that we have the four tenants is it's interesting because we know we see a lot of the connection here with the speaker of the last city, save for the fourth tenant. And I remember like reading it and I was like, Oh, that's that's interesting that even from the start the traveler was very open and transparent that you know it wasn't intending to stay forever that has been lost um and you know, having have read the full book, it makes sense uh because it does it does get explained but it was an interesting thing that the traveler was open with that it 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 included that in the tenants that it passed on to the speakers um I also appreciate the uh the call out for the inter- interplanetary relocation uh what was it mal- maladjustment, maladjustment psychosis um mm-hmm. i love that because i was like oh my gosh yes that is so so on par on like on the nose about psychobabble um we do get a con uh, a confirmation there that braywell is involved which is going to be you know clovis bray um yep and then the other thing is, it's really hard to do this in auditory reading, but there is a differentiation between certain points, uh, similar to the trials and tribulations, uh, the double pipes. Uh, I think that's important. I can't do more
1: than one voice.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 I Green and I have had this conversation so many times. Like, I, I don't mean that. I mean, it's very difficult to put it in an auditory thing. But there is is two different voices speaking.
2: The best way I figured out to do those lines in particular is to drop to a whisper. Because you don't actually have to change your voice besides volume at that point. Just lower the volume level and then it'll be so different anyway that you don't have to do a crazy voice on top of it
0: that would make sense
1: Mm -hmm. that or add reverb just to those lines but
2: yeah that's extra work it's such a pain i've tried recording this book so many times um it is a very difficult read because of the timing and the spacing that you want because of the insistence of what's happening especially in some of the later cards
0: but yeah
2: Should we move to severing, or do we have other
1: things on it? I don't have anything. I just like that it lays out the four tenets Mm -hmm. very clearly at the end, Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have ever caught on to that if they didn't, because I ignore things like that usually.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, There were two small things I wanted to... Well, one small thing I wanted to mention here. Uh, there's a line from the disembodied voice saying, I glide through space as I as if through water, tugged in nine directions by nine impulses.
2: So I have a besides the obvious nine guesstimate that is very very easy to go into with that, right? I actually have a feeling that is that is more in tune to the planets themselves because being tugged in multiple directions, especially moving through space, you're going to come across gravitational fields. If this is more of a alliterative description rather than a f- actual description, a figurative description, rather I guess, or instead of alliterative. Um, it could be a reference to Music of the Spheres. It could be a draw. It could, please, no, Orchid. What? Nine Zabithoons. Yeah, no. I said it was,
1: in chat I said it was nine Zabithoons. No. <laughs>
0: no. No. No.
2: But I'm right
1: here. But if there were nine of you, just imagine. That
2: would be terrifying, and I would have to like start a miniature choir.
1: I'm okay with that,
2: though. I would have to start like a Nanette.
1: Oh, oh. Yeah, let's do that. Oh,
2: goodness.
0: I think it's more of, like, Orchid thinking that, hey, there's nine of them now. Giggity.
2: I mean, that is 18 pairs of hands. Or, I guess, nine <laughs> pairs of hands. 18 hands.
1: I was... I thought instead of hands, you meant tentacles. I'm like, 18 tentacles is too many tentacles.
0: <laughs> Tell that to um. Is it... Um,
1: the Zer's face is nine tentacles. Did you count them? Maybe.
2: <laughs> now I want to go find him. Where's he at?
1: The Zer is on Nessus, I think.
0: I don't know. Okay. He hasn't had anything I've wanted.
2: He has something I want to know.
1: <laughs> he said on his tentacle face. Tentacle face.
0: God. Yeah, let's just move on.
2: Blue, could you read severing for us?
3: Yeah. Uh, let me pull it up.
2: It's in the show notes, as well as the order of who is reading and who is
1: commenting. Is yeah. he gonna die if he reads though?
3: What? No. Okay. Ah, uh, let me see. <clears throat> you feel before. You feel it before it happens. It has happened before. You feel deep in your bones that this thing has chased you across galaxies like an unshakable dread. It strives to undo. It will undo you. It will undo all of us. First is suffocation, and then pain. The pain isn't localized to any part of you, but to all of you and beyond you. You want to run, but you are pulled in all directions by opposite and equal forces that hold you perfectly still. It is inescapable this time. You are losing everything that you were. You are bleeding silver into the air, like the air is water, and you watch your silver blood float away from your body, empty, empty, empty. I am the speaker who witnesses the end of the world. Through it all, I am overwhelmed by torrents of sharp, static images, sometimes so fast and constant that I can't see or hear. The traveler is babbling, telling me everything and nothing all at once in fast, stereostopic, waking nightmares. I am myself and not myself and I am stuck in a web of black spider silk frozen in the mind-numbing silence of space, have no answers. The fall isn't quick. It happens over weeks and months. Cataclysmic disasters, natural and unnatural, flattening human settlements on every planet. That I have made, I have shaped, my work laid flat. Earthquakes, tidal waves, solar flares, cyclones, sinkholes, exploding lakes, wildfires... Unknown, untreatable plagues raise populations in hours. Water goes black with unknown poisons forced down my throat. The ground opens up and swallows entire cities, and I am sick, sick, sick. This has happened before. I'd watched in my dreams the cities that fell, alien cities, torn down by a wind so fierce it flattened an entire world, and it is not my fault. But this is different. The traveler has not left us something new half remembered and wished forgotten this false sister has arrived i don't want to abandon you watch on crackling video feeds as people try to escape the outer planets exodus ships burn like i will burn up with thousands upon thousands of souls aboard we gathered in frightened huddled trapped stuck doomed groups in relief outposts hoping against hope I try to aid the relief efforts, but my thoughts run, become more and more scattered. I can't run, keep separate, my own mind, run, and the run, 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 travelers. Then suddenly, silence. And it's the silence that truly breaks me.
2: I really enjoy this card. It's probably my favorite out of the book because of the insistence of the Traveler speaking into your mind, and the interesting thing is is we view the Traveler as hope. We, as Guardians, view the Traveler as hope, but the Traveler has no hope here. It's trying to get away, but it can't. And The imagery at the beginning of the card with this black web of spider silk frozen in the mind-numbing silence of space reminds me heavily of the opening cinematic for D1, where you have the beginning story of the darkness coming in, and you have this static image with these tendril-like darkness lines coming towards the Traveler and the Earth in the opening cinematic. It's just... It's nice to get the actual perspective of what is going on with this description. The Traveler is warning. The Traveler is seeing this come... has already come up in the past, and it's going to come up again, warning of the earthquakes and tidal waves. You see all of that, the natural things, things that the speaker in this card is saying, which is something we didn't even mention in the first card. The first speaker card is may or may not be the same speaker as this one, and it's definitely not the speaker that we deal with in D1 and D2. There are multiple speakers out there. Anyway.
3: Yeah, and I think the other, the other thing, too, is, I mean, yes, that's, I think Elemis mentioned that, that this is all different. These are all different speakers. But the other thing, too, that really is cool here is that there are two callouts to stories that we now have access to. Um, one that we had access to since the Taking King, and another one that we actually just got access to within this last season. Uh, we have a mention of the Whirlwind, uh, which mm-hmm. they call out with the whole um, <clears throat> the wind. The Fallen. Uh, where was it? It's uh, he mentions the. This has happened before. I'd watched My Dreams. The cities fail, fell, torn down by a wind so fierce that it flattened an entire world. So that's the Whirlwind, or I understood that. To me, the Whirlwind. But then down here uh, near the end, it says that we gathered in frightened huddled groups and relief outposts, hoping against hope. That is a connection. I still, I'm still, i starting to think that's a connection to the Seventh Seraph armor set because that's what they were doing. They were collecting all that stuff and getting them into groups and, and outposts. They were trying to uh, stock up outposts throughout that story on the, Ser- the Seven Seraphs armor. And it's always bugged me that that armor doesn't really seem to be connected to really anything other than the Traveler arriving on the planet and kind of showing the, the after effects mm-hmm. of the Traveler's arrival on Earth. But that's actually, too, if this is a speaker trying to help, you know, they're trying... And it says they watch on video feeds as people try to escape the outer planets. The ships are burning we gathered in frightened huddled groups, you know, that is, and he says, he, he calls out that I try, or if she tries to call aid the relief effort, but they can't because their brain, their, their mind is becoming so scattered because of the connection that they have with the traveler who is in full panic. I think that, um, I think that it, it's really cool that this is bringing into focus a humanization of this deity figure that, up until now, really hasn't had a personality. Like, we've had the dreams of Alpha Lupi, but that's never been really fully connected to the Traveler. It's always been kind of assumed that that's what it is. But here, this is a speaker who is connected to the Traveler. It's been, you know, it's that is canonically what is going on. And the Traveler is freaking out. Like, it is panic mode. Um, there's also the mention of the Ahamkara, which bugs me, but... We probably get into that later.
2: Or could you add a question?
1: My question's really basic and stupid, but there's are no there more questions. than one speaker? There's always stupid questions. I no, will find you. No, there's just one, inquisitive sorry. idiots. Um, and I'm <laughs> the biggest idiot ever. Have no. there been more than one speaker at the same time? Yes. 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 Okay. I just there's want to make mentions? sure because, like, there was mentions, but I didn't know if it was, like, it was actually.
0: Yeah,
3: we'll, we'll get. We definitely the, will get yeah, into green,
0: that because green, I think the book was, covers it.
3: Yeah, Green mm-hmm. Green probably was going to bring that up. It's it's I think it's in the Dark Age, right? Green that they mentioned that there's multiple speakers because it's around the same time the mask, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Because the mask gets right? mm-hmm, developed. Um, he's not there are other speakers out there and there's talk about training a speaker
3: yeah that's or right. like
2: a speaker with training as well so oh. there are more than one speakers at a time whether or not they're in the limelight like some of these tend to be yeah i don't know well may think, not and be it would make sense well that they prominent. would
3: have multiple right because this is a clovis bray experiment but not course, not experiment no. that's sorry that's probably a bad word this is no, no, a I, I think Braywell that's an word. A Bray well, I just I don't mean like they were experimenting. They were probably right re- recording what was being communicated for you know, for information purposes. But like Braywell is the 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 mention and I think it was dreaming. The they are aware of it. And I think there's there's a call out that there were other speakers from Braywell. I thought there was. I maybe that's later. We'll I see. I don't
2: remember. We'll find out ready to move on to waking
3: the one thing i
0: i wanted to comment um yeah go for it we do have the double pipes again and like i encourage any reader or any listener to actually go read this um Mm -hmm. because the double pipes read in such a way that you could skip what is some of it right so like this this first one is a good example you know I am myself and not myself and I and if you skip the next part which is you know I'm stuck in a web blah 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 if you skip it it says and I have no answers Um, Mm -hmm. there's plenty of, of portions like that throughout the book and it brings slightly different meanings into the actual reading Um, and it's 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 fun to read it that second time doing that because you start picking up a few things that you missed because there's that buffer.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is also a really great if you are a voice actor, it's a really great opportunity to get a lot of acting in it because there's a lot of emotion. Within
3: this card, yeah. Um, really quick, too. There is a soft confirmation that the collapse was not an instant event; it was a period of weeks or even months, maybe even a year, that it took place. In this card, which this was a true. which was a theory that we we have, we've seen that debate go back and forth. Is how long did the collapse take? Was it it was it a, was it a You know, a day? Was it a week? You know, but with the release of Kraken and Mare um, and a couple other things, we've kind of gotten, we've started to get the hint that, no, it wasn't. And this one pretty much calls it out. It says, the fall isn't quick. It happens over weeks and months. Um, And the fall is basically the... uh, The the, the, uh, collapse...
2: Okay. Waking. I'm the first speaker to see a ghost. The way we tell it, after the collapse, the Traveler cut itself into a thousand tiny pieces and sent them out into the world. These tiny pieces are drawn to me, and to others like me, like moths. The first time I saw them, I thought they were the surveillance drones, but up close, they were nothing like our old technology. Not really. The way they move seems organic and natural. They spin their shells like they are ruffling feathers. Their little forward-facing lights blink like eyes. "'We're called ghosts,' one of them said to me once, hovering at my shoulder as I tended a cook-fire. "'Why?' I asked, gentle, casual. "'They're all different, these ghosts. Many of them are like children, curious and friendly. Some are world-weary from the moment they're born.' The ghost spun his silver petals, considering. Because we're searching, I think. It's a good enough answer for me. I'm searching, too. I let the little ghost follow me. We talk about what the traveler was like before the collapse. They like to hear it, and I like to remember. Deep in their core, they remember, too, I think. They remember a time when they were all one piece. Still, they like to ask what the traveler told me. I and, and I recount all the dreams I can still remember. I haven't dreamed since the collapse. And this is almost... Almost. Almost like dreaming again. Today, at twilight, one of the shy and quiet ghosts who has been lingering at my side asks if I will follow her out into the valley. I should say no, but she sounds hopeful. And I am curious we travel for several hours the land here is recovering not just from the collapse but from the time before it resources for our settlement are scarce but nature is creeping back in and nature is cruel now it's been starving and confused for decades jostled out of its natural order and now we reap the consequences wolves steal our livestock mange ridden bears wander through our compound late at night pawing at our doors the land is so thick with the memory of poison that it won't grow crops. We protect ourselves from this recovering world as best we can, and we rarely go out at night, but I am drawn by curiosity that feels beyond me. The ghost leads me to a barn with a sagging roof. She asks me to wait outside, out of sight. She says, I think you'll scare her. I don't fully understand what she means. I crouch and watch, as she hovers over the years old remains of a person, barely recognizable as something that was once living. The ghost floats over the body nervously, and then scans it with a pale light. In front of my eyes flesh grows over old bones and tattered rags stitch themselves together. The person, a woman, gasp, and sits up. I can't believe it. The ghost hovers close to her new companion and says something quiet and reassuring. I can't hear. I feel amazed and then jealous and then ashamed
0: i like this card because this is like one of the first risen that we actually have accounts of aside from the black armory risen um i just we don't know if if it's the same speaker as the last card um correct this is the
2: point where you do hear about multiple speakers though yes the fact that the ghosts are attracted to others like me that is one of the call outs for that
3: right
1: yeah i did catch up on that
3: i would say that this is a a different speaker um because he call or they call out that they are the first speaker to see a ghost, whereas the one previous was, um, there's like a, there's like an introductory period. Like, I am the speaker who witnesses the end of the world. I am the first speaker to see a ghost. You know, I, I don't, I
2: am the first speaker.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I see, I see these as different, mm. I see these as different speakers, not, not capital S speakers, but different people speaking. Um, I, the the other thing that just bugs me so much is the comparison to ghosts, to being surveillance drones. Because.
2: Mm -hmm. You caught that, didn't you?
3: You know I caught it. Like, this is a conversation you and I have had so many times. It, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. Like, this this opens up so many problematic issues. Um, Speaking of Bray. Mhm. 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 No, mm-hmm. I
1: love this theory. I love it so yeah. much. Um, yeah,
3: I want it like to there's real. there's a lot of possibilities there. Um, but in and I mean like they he the speaker goes on to say they were nothing like our old technology not really. So but then <laughs> there's also the problem that this is like this is decades after the collapse. Um, you know, he, he, they go on to say. I think it's um, down here. It's been starving and confused for decades, jostled out of its natural order, and now we reap the consequences. Um, and now talking about nature at that point, though. right? Right. But they're talking about the land. The land here is recovering, not just from the collapse, mm-hmm. but from the time before. So it couldn't. It it might not be decades, but it, it has been an extended period of time um, because we don't know how far. We don't know how far in during the Golden Age that was. We also, to be fair, don't really understand what the distance or the time distance for the collapse was either. It could be, I'm kind of thinking it was yeah. like a year or two, but it could have been much longer. Um, As you know, in
2: how long the collapse took mm, to actually happen. Yeah,
3: yeah. Because, mm. I mean, the reason is saying not just from the collapse, but from the time before it. And then they go on to We're say just- that it has been decades. So, Gosh, and then just think another
2: thing I would be very adamant about pointing out is that when we measure time, the start a lot of times there is a pivotal event that starts the collapse or starts a new era. But if it's anything like where it's as gradual as it seems here it doesn't necessarily seem like everyone would have the exact same starting date. So there's flexibility within that, too. Correct, yeah. Because you think about the age, like the revolutionary age, or or not the Mm -hmm. revolutionary,
3: um, the industrial
2: age. age. Mm -hmm. There are things that are considered the start of that, but it's not necessarily exact. There's a little bit of give and take. Mm
3: -hmm. The other thing that that just like it it's just me, but like the the imagery of of land that is so thick with the memory of poison that it won't grow crops like
2: mm-hmm.
3: i'm i'm just like I oh, know yeah. what that means, and that is terrifying like if you have if you've violated the ground so much that it can't grow crops after decades i mean that's you're talking like radiation level, you know, I mean it's it's Chernobyl esque type stuff. Like I mean it's very bad. And that's that's just I mean like in and it kinda is the whole thing of starving and confused for decades, jostled out of the natural order. So I mean Green, I know you probably have something to say about yeah, that.
2: Well, there's the jostling out of the order, but the other thing I'd point out about this card is that it reinforces our initial beliefs about how the ghosts were created, how the ghosts were coming from the Traveler itself, because this speaker starts that, whether or not the ghosts are the ones who tell it, I can't remember it after just reading it, um, but the way we tell it, right. the Traveler cut itself into a thousand tiny pieces. It never says that the ghosts were the ones to say this, that it's the way that the speakers talk
3: about it yeah nothing like folklore right yeah Mm -hmm. that's something i didn't even catch i do like the imagery of their (laughs) spinning their little shells like ruffling feathers the little forward-facing lights blink like eyes i think that's i think that's like (laughs) both really well done and also adorable Because it's so accurate. Like, it is just so accurate.
2: They are innocent. Yeah. In a lot of ways.
3: Many of them are, yes. No. Some are world-wary from the moment they're born. Drifter.
0: This... Oh
3: my god. I'm sorry, any ghost who, without blinking, will headshot a person with its body is not innocent. Right. Right? That's like, I that's completely the, that's forgot the image about that. With Drifter's ghost, is that's the one thing that I remember so vividly about his ghost, it's arrowing through someone's head. I was just like, I'm like, wait, what? What did you just do? <laughs> I had
0: completely forgotten about that. Oh shit! Yeah.
3: Oh man. Because then you also have uh, uh, Fellspring. It's the one that we got fully introduced to this season. Fellspring's also kind of, Fellspring strikes me. She's she's a little bit more um, like world weary, paranoid than Drifters, who's is just like I'm going to eat you. Yeah. But and then you have the sassy ones like Sagira.
1: Then you have the dumb ones who are evil, like pulled Pork. He
0: is not evil. He is a national treasure. Okay.
3: no who's a national treasure pulled pork pulled pork's adorable uh, it's
1: not no you're wrong
0: <laughs> no no we're not
1: <laughs> you are you're wrong
0: nuh I
2: refuse <laughs> to be a part of this conversation so
1: yeah I almost read the thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and pulled pork is a treasure. Uh, I'm covering longing. You're wrong. No, I'm not. I am the first speaker to be taken prisoner. The greatest surprise isn't being captured. It's being captured by a drag. In the end, when they drag me, tied and bound, into a damp cave miles out from my settlement it's three dregs i look around for a kel or a priest someone in charge but we're alone there are no pikes or ether tanks no banners no servitors i sit on a rock and look at my captors more perplexed than afraid the shame of being captured by something so little and young looking when for so long we've managed to defend our settlement from their hulking captains is a little bit humbling. The dreg who grabbed me fidgets with the mask. One of his companions watches while the other half-heartedly points an arc spear at me. They seem uncertain, nervous. Probably they weren't supposed to have done this. I wait patiently until the dreg straps the mask to his face you he says in a crackling distorted voice i'm floored they've managed to make a translator you are the mouth of the great machine there have been negotiations with the fallen since they arrived on earth never successful nearly always fatal but they've happened so i'm aware that some of the risen know their alien language and some of the high level fallen No hours. Dregs, though? It's another surprise. And the mouth of the great machine? Hmm. I was. I say carefully. The dreg narrows all four of his eyes as his tech translates my words. If he understands the distinction between I am and I was, he doesn't show it. Instead, he nods. You will tell us the great machine's words. It doesn't actually sound like a command. I wonder if, with better translation tech, he would have said please. I don't say anything. If I reveal what I can't do, what I don't know, they'll probably kill me. The other two dregs gather around their companion, watching him eagerly. Now and then, they looked at me. The one holding the spear has let her grip grow slack, and the spear is tipped down to point at the ground. The fallen have surprisingly expressive faces. What I pick up from them is not aggression or hatred, but fearful anticipation. The drag with the mask nods again, not discouraged by my silence. This time, when he speaks, I can hear his hope. Even through the mask. Why did the great machine leave us? I stare back at him. Any fear I felt before dissipates. Instead, what I feel is a grief partially forgotten in the chaos of trying to survive. And a deep and abiding kinship with the enemies who have pursued me. My voice is very quiet when I finally speak I don't know the other two dregs look at their friend waiting his expression twists with confusion and then disappointment there's anger there too but it's overpowered by something else a very familiar sorrow we sit in silence for a long time
1: Sorry, I was counting the number of tentacles on Zor's face just now. That felt like a really important thing to do, like, while you were reading the sexiest card in this entire book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those... Reed and I were back chatting that you had, we were commenting on the actual, like, show notes in comments about how you have the sexy card, which is why he was so distracted.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That did not help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> sexy card. Um, I mean, no king shame here. I'm not shaming at all. Not I'm at not. all. So, no, like a good job having the sexy card. You do I you, know and you. whoever consents. Um. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um. I don't. I mean, so I have a really soft spot for the Alexi. Like I really do, and this card is so sad because all they want to know is like why did daddy leave us it's like kids whose parents got divorced but their parents a giant golf ball in the sky yeah I'm, I
2: wonder if the Eliksni had speakers like we did
1: I'm assuming they did
3: like Archons Mm. Mm-hmm yeah is
1: what i mean would that be the speakers I, for them i
3: would make the argument that that's where the concept of archons kind of came probably from or what you would see in because they replace the they replace the archons with servitors or they replace the speaker with servitors it would kind of make sense because if you look at the differences between the two they are rather similar To me to me that's just that like is kind of my personal headcanon of the matter. Hmm. Is that it would be it hmm. would explain the Archon structure or the, the triumvirate structure of the fallen society a little bit. I could see that.
0: I, I could we, definitely support it.
2: Would we be as devastated, you think, if the traveler had been able to leave? Would we be the dreg capturing the next Archon essentially, or the next Speaker, trying to figure out why, chasing it across the galaxy, or at least across the solar system?
3: I, I can don't see think
2: it. So.
1: really, I don't think we.
2: Oh would. yeah, I can see it with because with as much hu- technology advancement as it gave us. Yeah,
3: human. Also, no. the fact that humans don't like giving up things. We yeah, are. Yeah, we we really are don't. worthy. Why are you leaving?
1: But at the same time, I think. If the Traveler left and left us just completely in shambles with all of our technology just kind of like pretty much destroyed um, or just in a lot of pieces. I mean, we're we have the Traveler right now and like we're down to one city constantly fighting off the fallen on the walls still like in constant battles with what three different races at any given time. Mm-hmm. and trying to protect like the last vestiges of like whatever society we still have left like if the traveler left like who the fuck is going to go after him well like, the, tra-
2: the enemies wouldn't necessarily be here if the traveler left though exactly right. the travelers but that wouldn't doesn't mean,
1: them in yeah but that doesn't mean that we're going to be able to build up to go follow the traveler that would take decades probably of trying to like get our shit together to be able I mean, to do it.
2: That's what the Fallen did. They cobbled things together. They were the the pirates stealing and re things to make their own. I can yeah. see it being very similar.
3: That I, I, the Fallen, it would not some surprise, respects, yeah. are, it would not are surprise me. The aspects are what
2: we could have been.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't see it. But mm-hmm. that's, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it, for me, I think we would just accept it and move on. Or at least that's my hope is that we would just accept it and move on.
2: Yeah.
0: See that that's what you hope, but with an organization like Clovis Bray, who made all these advancements because of the technology we got from the Traveler, I don't see them giving it up that easily.
2: many of Clovis Bray actually survived because the only ones I remember having really survived and actually been a huge part of it was the Black Armory group. They're not Clovis Bray. I know they're not, but they worked with them.
0: Yeah, they were ex- So Clovis Bray was
2: around. They worked with them to get the Exo uh, designs to create Ada. Maybe. Maybe not. It. i mean it's a, a moot point either direction just because it didn't happen and that's not who we are but it does make you think
1: no it's an interesting thought exercise too because then you have to consider like what kind of state would society be in at that point like would we still have guardians at all probably not and so how long would we live like the traveler gives us longer lives as well, just the normal people who live there. So would people go back to a shorter lifespan? Would that continue? Like there's a bunch of like weird scientific questions I have all of a sudden. I
2: wonder if it would be like the traveler increased our capacity to live longer, not necessarily gave us longer life. Um meaning that civilians nowadays would actually still live very long even if the traveler had left. But well, see, that's it's my
3: that's my argument for it because I still think that it is a matter of we got longer lifespans. I think the problem was we also were in a dystopian situation where things were actually trying to kill us and that doesn't tend to make lifespans long, really. So now that you see the city coming back, it actually, you probably do have civilians getting longer lifespans again. It's kind of... My argument for that particular situation.
1: Yeah, they're not um, having to really. They can start growing things to eat right, in right. the city. Right, right.
3: Well, and, lifestyle yeah, in yeah. general, you can be healthier. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have right.
1: You, have you, doctors, you
3: actually have the opportunity of. to not get eaten by a wolf. You know, it, it helps. What?
1: You but have ramen on the schedule.
3: <laughs> you have ramen. No mangled bears are coming, or what was it, mangy bears Manged. are coming to eat you. Yeah.
1: Unless you're in Russia, then definitely that's gonna happen. <laughs>
2: no. No bears. No trolls, no bears. I
1: have a definitely bears.
2: With, I have a problem <laughs> with both of those. <laughs> Stupid Skyrim. In Russia, you eat bear <laughs> In Russia, better eat you. Uh, this Russia, no. Eat bear. <laughs> <It> <laughs> <fucking> showed up.
0: <laughs> For those listening, Mrs. Hyvin <laughs> popped in the chat just to say this chat is a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't even anymore. God damn it.
0: But can you odd?
1: No, shut up. <laughs> You're what's known as the worst.
0: So you have heard of me.
1: Yes, the worst.
0: All right, uh, let's just go into shout outs then. Blue?
3: uh big shout out to you guys for having us on uh it's always mm-hmm. always nice to be able to step onto a different different show and not be responsible and be the person <laughs> who's allowed to completely Wee! tangent off things like it's always that's always oh, yeah. a fun one
2: just running around in the background with our hands <laughs> in the air
3: <laughs> yeah that that stuff, yeah.
2: shout out to Mrs. Hyven and Mr. Hyven for being gone so we can come take over the podcast a little bit oh god (laughs) what about you Elamist
0: you know shout out to both you both of you for for hopping in helping us with this Um, and shout out to Orchid for getting this all organized
1: It was really easy. I just slid into their DMs and was like, hey, boo. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Giggity. I'm like, hey, want to do this thing because I'm out of ideas and you get really smart. (laughs) Because I'm I'm out out of ideas. (laughs) 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 I'm really bad at this, guys. I don't know anything about lore. I need competent people to cover how I'm not good at this, which is why I invite people that are always much smarter than me. also i just like you so yay we like yay. you too oh yeah that's two people yay
3: that's yes. two people is that
1: what you I fucking win. <laughs> we're gonna have six, a running six, tally six. of the people that
2: like orchid
1: oh god it's gonna stay at two people <laughs> uh, oh is this me then and Elements? oh elmas and with
0: that being said um
1: Ishtar Collective
0: yeah fuck
1: shout out your fucking boo Baxter I'm
0: sorry Baxter
1: god I'm disappointed in you disappointed in you
0: (laughs) at this point it's been like four weeks in a row that I've forgotten
1: it's our new running tally of how many times is he going to forget to shout out Ishtar Collective since that's his thing
2: I mean Ishtar is pretty wonderful Mm-hmm. i have a clip of baxter singing too
1: oh well shit you know, Let me slide see into my it. dms and, and send mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. giggity i'll just call baxter and make him sing for me there you go yeah
0: and while they're D- both D- sliding baxter, into ev- each other's dms uh so reminders giggity. you can find us on
1: i didn't get to do my shout outs fuck face magoo <laughs> Fuck face magoo Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking a hole. (laughs) This is my time to shine. This is my time to shine. Twat waffle. (laughs) (laughs) Or as Rick would say, Twat waffle.
0: Okay, orchid.
1: Green and blue. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate you both. You are pretty much the best, and I talk to both of you all the time, and I'm still just like super thrilled that you're my friends. So thank you for coming. Yay! That's it. Fuck these monkeys. Almost you suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, reminders: You can find us on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey It's Orchid, at Mrs underscore Hyvin, and at I underscore am underscore Elimist. Arf, you can send me an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Lol. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at guardians so Flore. Uh, You can leave us a review. And if you leave us a review, let us know. Jump into our Discord and say, hey, go read the review on this service. And with that being said, have a good night.
1: Bye. Bye.
3: Do I need to stop the recording?
1: You need to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Blue. That's about
2: as good as you're gonna get.
1: Say goodbye, Blue! Bye. We
2: have a script for this.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
3: I didn't know bump, I was bump, supposed bump. to say bye. That was that was never goodbye. specified anywhere.
1: <laughs> you're so bad at this! Ugh, you're so professional.
3: This is why I don't even try because Green's got this like lock and key. She does. God. It's it's almost such like you've done job. it before. Yeah, she's so good at yeah.
1: everything.
2: It's almost like I'm a musician or something. What? I keep a beat. I'm a musician. <laughs> I can't do what? shit. You're also you could to. keep a beat. You're also a like a string player. You don't have to keep beat. I have to. You just keep... have to make things. sound <laughs> I have to keep
1: off beat. Oh no. Ooh. You are under the misunderstanding that I am a first violin. Oh, no, I'm a second violin. We're essentially violas, but better. Because we're not
2: violas. You're violas with a slightly better part. (laughs) We're the prettier violas. Are you though? Yeah. I mean, at least you can handle your f- your instrument. You? I tried playing viola in college, and it was massive. Like I felt like I was trying to hold a bass to my arm. No one wants like, that. It's unwieldy.
3: All I want is I can't is this, can't, I I is can't this, even this clip it. out of context because this <laughs> is just amazing.
1: You okay? You can't like if it's too big you can't do anything with it like this is very true i don't want that shit near my face like you're straining
2: to reach around and it's just so bad like your fingers can't even get to the right points on the on
1: the neck it's just so bad my arm gets so tired after a while and like what am i gonna do with my face like it's it's in the way of everything your you know I'm it's done. your
2: face it's your chin yeah you just can't like get it tucked in there right? you really can't it's so bad
1: i know how am i supposed to chew gum at the same time you can't there's you can chew gum while doing yeah it? Oh my God. I only got yelled f- about it once during a concert, but that's because I couldn't. I had my lips painted red, like whore red. And they're like, it's mm. very noticeable. You can't, like, have your mouth open while you're doing <laughs> this in front of a bunch of people.
2: <laughs> See, I've never been able to wear any sort of lipstick during a concert, or at least an instrumental concert, because I play saxophone. That's because so you have so shit you're just, in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You're staining the wood red. Yeah. It just doesn't work. No, it
1: doesn't. But mine is already stained with the blood of my enemies, because this is the red violet. Beating people with your violet. <laughs> you know what? Like, so Sebastian's from 1770. He has seen some shit. Uh,
3: okay. Um, <laughs> you know it's like I, I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> At least, um,
0: he's welcome not to Guardians of Lore. I got to go clean <laughs> some shit real quick. <laughs>
2: Hi, guys. Hi. We're doing a show. Yep. Right. All right. We should get to that. Let's start
1: this over. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Elvis.
0: Oh, leave it. This is going to be amazing.
2: (laughs) This is what happens when Green's allowed to make. Dirty
1: jokes. Green is allowed to. I mean, to be fair, Green, that's that
3: probably one of your cleanest dirty jokes.
1: That is it true. Is.
3: I'm very proud it of is. you for mm-hmm. for that.
2: <laughs> when you don't have to be PG.
0: <laughs> oh, that's our. Time. And in fact, we kind of encourage it.
1: We encourage Please. you to be less than PG, like PG-13. Right than PG
3: 13. Less than PG would be G. Wait, no. We're counting on a different Depends scale. Which...
1: <laughs> yeah, mine's metric. <laughs>
3: we're we're going we're going different what, directions. Was what if he's counting up to one? What if you're like hang on <laughs> from one? Guys, one of we're us obviously is four, used to having right? a child in the house, where it's like less than PG is not PG thirteen. That's more. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had to explain to my seven-year-old that is why we can't watch some Star Wars movies. Which because me, they're
1: terrible. Why would you let them watch the first three? Uh Sorry.
3: because he's six and when he was six well, wait. Jar Jar is pretty harmless. He okay, doesn't realize just three. how fully and Yeah, he doesn't realize just how fully into the Sith powers Jar Jar was. Jar Jar right? is Sith Oh my power. god. Darth Jar Jar. Darth Jar Jar.
1: Darth <laughs> Jar.
0: Darth Binks. Darth
1: Binks. I like yeah, that true, is not like that's the true
3: like, about as scary. The true ally of Palpatine, Palptine, Palpatine, Palpatine. <laughs> that's <laughs>
2: about as scary as like a baby Darth. Darth Binks is like Darth Binky. That's hilarious. <laughs> but like considering
0: funny. his personality, it kind of fits. It does completely that, fit. Actually, that
2: childlike innocence. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, that's. <laughs> If you've ever seen a small child get angry? You know how terrifying that idea is. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. Give Give a small child force powers because that's never going to be a bad idea.
2: And a lightsaber.
3: Yeah, they did that in Return of the Sith. It didn't end up well for those younglings. Did it? No, no, it did not. Yeah, I had to I had to explain to my wife why Return of the Sith, or uh, Revenge of the Sith was PG thirteen. I was like, well, there's a scene. <laughs> with a lot of small kids and a lightsaber <laughs> and it doesn't go well and she's like oh yeah I'm like yeah that's that's uh, that's a non starter for for me to show to another child it's like that's gonna be an awkward situation and
0: like and like literally Hating Christensen just went in there started beating the kids with the lightsaber uh, yeah on. it's
3: it's like I'm like they and they, Lucas was I mean, like film this oh my god <laughs> Lucas
2: I think the amazing thing is all of the memes that have come out of that one scene of just yeah. kids ruin your like dreams are dead because you're dead. <laughs> <kind of thing. laughs> just so straightforward. Wow. A little dark. It's okay.
3: Wow. I but yeah, no, we, So we had to rewatch them. And I was like, I think that's, uh, to me, to what I remember from it, that was really the, actually the major... Because that was the only time in the prequels that they actually let some of the darker stuff, which to be fair, given all the stuff that was going on during the prequel times is pretty impressive that that was the only one that was PG-13. Yeah.
0: Alright, let's get but this anyways. on. Let's get this started.
1: Do we have to? This is fun. I like talking about Star Wars. Star Wars.
0: Oh, we, we, we can loop this into the Twoggle.
1: Star- no, I have to tell you about this cat I found.
0: We can loop this into the twoggle.
1: I have to tell you about a cat I found first. I put it in the twoggle. <laughs>
3: Is that before or after the spooter update?
1: Um, I don't know. It's really loose. I think I'm going to do <laughs> spooter update second, but I have to tell you about this cat I found first.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: Star... <laughs> <laughs> No. (laughs) Spooner update first. Spooner update's gonna go up there. God damn it. (laughs) Internet's hard right now. I might have had some of the wine I used to cook chicken earlier. Because I didn't have anything to cover the bottle with.
2: I mean, that's the best way to do it, Um, right?
1: I, I thought that was like a legitimate reason to have the bottle to myself.
2: Question is, what kind of wine was it? It was a
1: shitty Riesling because it was cheap. And it makes my I mean, it makes my chicken taste like fruity pebbles.
2: wine, yeah, basically.
1: I drank an entire bottle of this Riesling when I was an undergrad in college, out of analgine in thirty minutes, and got blackout drunk. <gasps> and then wanted I ended up on a train. And I was, because we had a train yard near Oregon State, and I was standing on top of, like, the engine that was just cold and sitting there saying, I'm going to drive the train! This is my train now, bitch!
2: (laughs) That is terrifying and yet explains so much.
1: (laughs) I really wanted to be a conductor. And, well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to I had this log next in this little parking lot next to where the trains go through campus and I'd sit mm-hmm. there and watch it go by every day because I'm So Julie's sixth.
2: dad is a <laughs> he actually is a train he's not a conductor he's the engineer Oh, oh nice mm-hmm.
1: That's really cool mm-hmm. I think I wanted to either be the conductor or or just the train driver, or th- yes. be the train. I wasn't quite certain. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't really so remember that, that do some...
3: So many ways that comic can go. <laughs>
2: she wants to ride the rail She wants to have something. I don't know. <laughs> I want to be the
0: social dude, Social dude, dude. distancing.
1: <laughs> I just want to be the be the rail. Drive, you want to be the rail? Yeah, drive the train on me that's Question
3: not mark. okay <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow
1: i'm gonna mute myself now Elvis. go ahead <laughs>
3: i'm gonna mute myself
1: now <laughs> uh.
0: <clears throat> there have been negotiations with the fallen since they arrived on earth never successful nearly always fuck stop the comments
1: (laughs) I'm sorry I don't know what you're talking about mouth of the great machine
0: there have been negotiations with the (laughs) Damn it. <clears throat> Alright, I'm good now. I'm good now. I don't say anything. If I reveal what I can do. Fuck. Now I'm just thinking Tied and bound.
1: Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Bye.
3: Do I need to stop the recording?
1: You need to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Blue. That's about
2: as good as you're going to get.
1: Say goodbye, Blue. We have a script for this. (laughs) Thank you. I didn't know I was supposed to say
3: bye. That was was never specified anywhere.
1: (laughs) You're so bad at
2: this. Are you this staying uh, in. This is staying oh, yeah. this is this staying This is why in. we script the ending. Yeah, this we is. Yeah. You, have
3: this you is not? Have you not spoken to me at all ever? Don't you understand? Uh, it, you have to. You have to be specific when you want me to do something.
1: Blue, when people are done, they say goodbye. No, they don't. <laughs> when they appear, they, they say hello. <laughs>
2: Orchid, this was like a four-month argument between him and I on how to fucking end the
0: damn podcast.
2: Just leave! I have been (laughs) battling this for years at this point. Like, we finally got an ending. Yeah, he was just like Bye. Okay. Bye. you just leave <laughs> i just picture you talking to somebody and then you just
1: turn around yeah as the that's irish what i Dubai. do
3: i'm just like the i'm irish done <laughs>
1: the irish is, goodbye is, is surreptitiously leaving a party so you don't have to see people you're just turning around and leaving the conversation and not yeah why somebody, would i
3: why, you know, I'm, why I'm done oh, yeah you're this just is
1: my like well Turn around and leave.
2: <laughs> oh, when you go to GCX or Guardian Con or whatever it's going to be, and you hang out with us, you will see that this is legitimately him. This is not an <laughs> I love how Green's like, is why is. is- him.
3: Green's not Clue? even surprised by this. <laughs> She's just like. If
1: you do that to me at GCX, I will kneecap you in the parking lot.
3: You'll have to find me first, but, you know. I will find you. Don't tempt so her. Easy. She will. People, oh. people think they're really good at finding me.
1: I will, because I'll just send you something in your DMs, and you'll look up. And That's then fair. I'll be like, ha ha, found him. <laughs>